What I want to talk to you about today is the anxiety and fear that comes up on our spiritual path. There are basically two types of people. Those that are aware of anxiety and fear within themselves and those that will become aware of the fear and anxiety inside of themselves. Most of us, as I've talked about before, run around all day, all night, keeping busy as a way of not feeling these feelings. Many times, especially our spiritual path, becomes a way that we shut these feelings down, that we shove them down. So the important thing to remember is that this is a natural process and there's nothing that needs to be done except learning to tolerate these feelings. In the beginning, sometimes we can think about them. They can creep up once in a while. We can be in a situation that we're not used to. We can have some kind of substance in our body that we're not used to, like coffee. And all of a sudden, all this anxiety comes forward. Most of the time, we go about our lives very much unconscious of this. And as I've talked about before, with the advent of all these electronics that we carry around on ourselves, we have pretty much cut off feeling. And what's amazing, doing what I do day in, day out, is how people use their spiritual practice, meditation, yoga, martial arts, as a way of actually not feeling these feelings. So we can actually sit for years, have a yoga practice for years, have a martial arts practice for years, and have no clue of what's going on underneath. I want to talk to you about two people that I've been working with recently. There's a lot of this coming up right now for people that I'm working with. Uh, one person is someone who's been on the path for a long time, and he has been working with different teachers, different healers. And several months ago, he had a fallout with one of his teachers and just stopped all practice. Lo and behold, about a couple of weeks after that, this intense terror rolled in into his life. This terror basically paralyzed him, still is in the middle of it. He couldn't sleep, couldn't eat, is constantly having panic attacks, shaking in his body, very, very severe. This is something that I went through myself years ago, and it definitely blindsided me. These feelings that are so intense, and they are a sort of dying. Remember that we're all afraid of dying. And we all shove it down by keeping busy all the time. They're very overwhelming. It's especially overwhelming when not only does this or these feelings freak us out, they also freak the hell out of everybody around us out. Because everybody else is just as busy trying to shove this down. So it becomes a lonely place. People can tolerate it, can tolerate you going through it for a day or two, a week or two, and then there's the whole trying to fix you, and then there's the whole trying to deny it, there's a whole trying to medicate it. So it is a lonely path. The irony of it 
especially for this man, is that all his work, all his practice, was bringing him to this point. In his mind, when he stopped practice, he was taking a break. The body-mind actually took that as a time where it could just release all this terror. Now, one of the things that's very common that happens is that with the anxiety, there's a tremendous amount of shaking. The body shakes, and through the shaking is releasing the trauma that's been in the body. It sounds nice. It's fine for the first hour. Then the first day, two days, weeks. It's pretty maddening stuff. And it's also really freaky to oneself and to those around one's per, uh, person. Because everybody is really trying to put the lid on this. There's nothing that needs to be done but just learning how to tolerate it, creating a safe space. These are easy words to say. When I was going through it, I had to work, I had to get up every day, go see my patients, deal with my relationships, and trying to keep my shit together while doing all this was no easy feat. This man is at a place in his life where he can actually take some time off, have other people tend to him, it's still not easy. Now, a question a lot of people ask me is, should I be medicated? I'm not against medication. It can be useful. If you haven't slept for a couple of months, issues will come up secondarily to the fact that you're having this release. You know, hallucinations, all kinds of things happen. So the issue isn't whether one takes anything herbal or sees a psychiatrist. The issue is not to numb out. So the intent behind whatever treatment one's seeking is more important than what someone's going to take. So that's pretty self-explanatory. If we are overwhelmed with these feelings and we want to shut them down, one has to be aware that you're going to have to deal with these things at some point anyway. With this man, every time I talk to him, Naturally, his question is, when will this end? When will this end? It is difficult to explain to someone in that situation. It was difficult for me to understand when I was going through it, even though I understood it, is that all my practices brought me to this point to face these anxieties and fears that I had shoved down into my body-mind for decades. So we're promised all these flowery things. In my experience, on a spiritual path, this brutality cannot be avoided. And actually, when I don't see it in other people, I know usually there's something missing. This takes me to the second person that I'm working with, a woman who's had profound spiritual experiences on ayahuasca and mushrooms, but when she stopped taking those things because it was so overwhelming and stepped back from it, she just started having all these oneness feelings, these sort of kundalini experiences. Many people are having these right now. And as I've talked about before, what ends up happening is that one can think one's enlightened or one has reached a certain state. It's a real bummer when we find out that this is merely an invitation. 
So with this person, she's having really profound experiences. Christ consciousness, Buddha consciousness, Muhammad consciousness. Truly, she's having these very direct experiences of oneness. In my first session of working with her, while she's having these experiences and telling me about them, I could feel there's all this fear and anxiety underneath it that she was totally not aware of. So I initiate my experience of putting the needles in, and lo and behold, she starts having a panic attack. And then she's asking me to take the needles out. And then she's asking me that she wants to dress, dress, get dressed really quickly and leave the treatment room because it's just too much. So my job there is just to point out to her that this thing is here. Here's this fear, here's this anxiety. Even though genuinely she's having this direct experience of the oneness, there's all these unresolved issues underneath. So as we've spoke before, before I've talked to you about this before, there's a spiritual aspect of this journey and there's a psychological aspect of this journey. And maybe now it's starting to be discussed more. But these things are very different. Both these things have to be administered to. As someone who's been on a shamanic journey for a long time, not that I practice anymore, but I do practice as a practitioner, it's very interesting for me. I can tell in two seconds when someone's just talking from their head and someone's had an ass whooping and has actually been torn apart and has that humility in their body where they're making room for tolerating and experiencing this fear and anxiety. So it's very easy to see a video of a car racing, to read a newspaper about a car racing, and being belted into a car that's careening at 130 miles an hour down the track, very different experience. So all these ayahuasca and mushrooms and shamanic ceremonies, it has to be understood. I do understand that people resolve some issues, but in my experience of working with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people on these experiences, it's scratching the surface. It's like being on a tour bus. You're actually not getting off the bus and walking around, not even a tour bus, you're on a helicopter. You're kind of cruising around and be like, yep, I got New York City. Taking a helicopter ride in New York City is a very di different experience than actually walking through the city. So when these feelings roll up, that's you getting off the helicopter and walking through the streets of New York City. And again, there's nothing that needs to be done. All that needs to be done is to sit down and learn to tolerate it. Now, Let's say you have a spiritual practice. Let's say you're sort of aware of your anxiety, but not quite. Sit down, quiet yourself. Believe me, it will come up. But quiet yourself without manipulating. Whatever practice you have, wonderful, keep it going. It's very important to keep the energy moving in the body. Use your pranayama, use your asanas, use your martial arts. But sometimes just step back. Step back from the stories. Step back from all the ways that we all use to fortify ourselves. For some of us, it's anger. If you're pissed all the time, there's something going on. 
For some of us, it's constant focus outside on others, on relationships, on saving, on being a victim. Wonderful. Do those things. We're here on this plane. Enjoy yourself. Take some time to step back. If you're serious about moving through this to experience your life fully, sit and feel. Now, as we're sitting here together, drop your breathing down, nice and deep. Feel your hands. Feel your feet. Straighten your body. Pay attention to your posture. Are you leaning forward a little bit? Is your neck sticking forward a little bit? There's the anxiety right there. Pull back without manipulating. Feel your hands and feet again. Breathe deep in your throat. Bring some awareness in your throat and feel, not think, feel if there's anything going on in there. Take a couple of deep breaths. As if your mouth is in your throat, you breathe into your throat. And you breathe out of your throat. Do that again. And one more time. Now let's take the awareness a little bit further down. Feel your solar plexus and breathe into your solar plexus. That's below your nipples, in the middle of your chest. Take a deep breath in. Deep breath out. Deep breath in. And deep breath out. Pay attention. Are you feeling anything there? This is a pretty profound place to hold anxiety for all of us. And if something comes up, just tolerate it. That's all we have to do. You don't have to shove it down. You don't have to think about it. And you certainly cannot get rid of it. So don't try. Just tolerate it. We're going to move further down. Bring your awareness into your belly. Take a deep breath into your belly. 
Relax it. Be aware of how much tension we all hold in our bellies. So this area can take a little extra work to let relax because we're constantly holding it. Yes, part of it is cultural. We want our bellies to look a certain way. But a lot of it is just this fear and holding. So as I've told you before, one of the ways that we deal with this anxiety is to stop breathing at a very young age. We control and modulate our breathing as a way of not feeling. So that shallow breathing we all do is actually a way to not feel. Just doing this abdominal breathing will help start release this tension and the emotions underneath it. Now, just move down with your breath into your groin area and feel around your anus and around your buttocks. We all pinch in here. So let all of this relax. Breathe into this area. And breathe out. And again, gently breathe in, relaxing all the muscles. And breathe out. And one more time. Breathe in. And breathe out. If you're sitting down, feel your feet on the ground. If you're laying down, just be aware of your feet. And now breathe in from the top of your head, into your throat, into your chest, through your solar plexus, into your lower belly, and into the groin area, and let it go. One more time. From all the way top, fill up to all the way bottom. And release and let your body get heavy. And one last time. Breathe in. And let go.
Remember, there's nothing you need to do. All you have to do is show up. When you have questions about things that arise in your life, in your spiritual path, just show up. For doers like we are, that sounds insane. What do you mean show up? Just show up. This is how we show up. All the information you need will be revealed to you in the moment as you show up. Examine your spiritual path. Really examine it. Make sure that you're not using it as a way of numbing or shoving things down. That's not an intellectual practice. That's an emotional practice. You feel in your body. Pay attention. We're all masters of deceit because that's how we survive this anxiety. That's how we survive this fear. And yes, there's nothing to fear. But till that's examined, those are just words. And for most of us, we're just living these words. We have no trust. We have no trust in the divine feminine. How could we? Because everything around us screams that we need to control. It's just that control doesn't work at all. And this environment that we're in, it's really being shoved down our throat that we have to surrender. But we will fight tooth and nail very painfully until we're shown by our own self that we need to let go. That part's up to us. So be gentle with yourself. Every breath, practice and pay attention. Are you pushing things away? Are you showing up? By all means, experience anything and everything you want. Do it as a free being. Examine your motivations. We all know when we're full of shit, we want to run away, and we all know we want to pay attention. So by all means, tell your cure helicopter rides. They're enjoyable. God knows I spent decades doing them. I'm a richer person for them. But I did get burned when I confused these rides for actually walking the terrain. Walking the terrain is a different experience. There's a time for these rides. We have to know when we have to give the ride up and start walking. We always know on some level when that time is. We also know when we're still taking a ride five years later, ten years later, and not doing the work. What is the work? Show up, feel, and learn to tolerate. I send you love always, in always. You are that you seek.